0: You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenchurch.com. Let's talk about saying yes this morning, shall we? Let's say yes. All right. Charles and I moved a lot. And when we moved to San Diego, we were like, okay, we need to get a foundation of church in our life. That's what was modeled to me my whole life. So name a big church here in San Diego, and we went to it for a short time. We went to all of them. But when we walked into Awaken 11 years ago, we literally found freedom, right? I mean, freedom from religious spirit, freedom from performance. We found community, some of the best friends we've ever, ever had. People that I call when we're having marriage issues, people that will hold me accountable when I need it. People that will walk us through hard times. And then the best thing about it is they're right there when we walk out the other side celebrating with us. So we could have just done the same thing when we walked in here that we did at the other churches, which is we showed up sometimes on time, sometimes not. We sat in service. We felt a little better. We kind of got what we needed, and we just walked out until the next week, right? And let me, let me say something that I want to make sure that you hear really clearly right now. That's okay for a season, okay no one walks in here me included having it all together still working on it okay and um sometimes you come in here and you're you're wounded sometimes you're wounded from another church And you're weary, and you need healing. And I'm telling you, this is the best place you could be. There is healing and restoration here. You will find freedom here. So go ahead and take your time and soak up this environment. Soak up, get some healing, get our culture. And sure enough, you're not going to be able to sit in your your seats any longer. And you're going to want to be a part of it like we are. And we're going to be like, okay, go through DNA, get on a team. It's going to be amazing. And I'm telling you, when you serve on a team, it's been touched on already. Like, you'll find some of the best friends that you've ever had in your life. So when we came here, like many of you, we just walked in and we were like, wow, we loved this healthy, vibrant culture and we wanted to be a part of it. So we started saying yes. My very first yes was to the beautiful pastor, Shauna Johnson, who you're going to hear from her incredible husband after this, but... Um, It's hard to say no to Pastor Shauna, just so you know. And Pastor Shauna at the time was running the world in kids' church like she still is. Now it's like next level. But um, I had two little kids at the time when we came in here. And I went into kids' church and was dropping them off. And at one point, Pastor Shauna said, Hey, um, so we really encourage parents to uh, volunteer and and partner with us like once a month. And I was like, Oh, okay, great. (laughs) Like... Because if I'm honest, I don't know if I really wanted to do that. I mean, I was a tired mom of two little kids with a husband that had already been deployed twice. And I just thought like, oh, do I wanna be with other people's children? But then all I had to do was look at my kids and be like, they are loving Kids Church. We'd already been here for a little bit of time. I did want to give back. And so I said yes. And it was the funnest thing ever, going into Kids Church and serving in kids. I mean, I dressed up as all the things, including like a mermaid from head to toe, Ariel, wig, the whole thing. Like, I got to come to church in play clothes because at the time we had this huge field and we would like rent these blow-up slides, try not to injure the kids while they were living their best life out there on the field. So it was actually so, so fun. And eventually I ended up leading a team in kids church. So here I am serving the house of God and building leadership skills at the same time. My... Second yes was before they had this established high team here at church and they had greeters at the door. And so at one point, the greeters that were supposed to be at the door that Sunday didn't show up. And so they came running up to Charles and Anne, and they were like, will you stand at the door and greet new people and just smile and say hi when they come in? And I was like, "Ah, uh, have you met me? Like, uh, I love people. I get to talk to people, smile like, yes, I will do that. And so I go running over there and I'm looking back and Charles is nowhere. He was like, I don't want to do that at all. So. We've come, you've come a long way babe, yeah. We, said, we both said yes, we ended up serving there for a while and we ended up leading like uh, one of the first actual high teams that we had, is Steve Burry in here? Steve, we served with Steve, I'm telling you. We basically just did whatever Steve said to do and he made the whole team look really good. So thank you Steve, that was so much fun. I mean, what a privilege it is to be the first people that you get to talk to when people come in. See, like many of you, we walked in here and we loved it, but like many of you, I was coming in here with an already very busy, full life. I don't do things halfway very well. If I'm in, I'm all in, right? And so we walked in here, and it was no different. You know, we, we walked in here. I was a busy mom. I was very involved in my kids' school. I was the class mom. They were, at the time, wearing in competitive dance. I was the dance mom. Um, we were running a business. Charles was gone a lot, like, on training things. And so we had a very full social calendar and a good life. But how many of you know good is the enemy of great. I wanted a great life. Philippians 2.4 says, let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. Because here's the deal. When you say yes, you literally have the privilege, and it's a privilege to walk people through pain, heartache, relationship issues, wedding issues, wedding issues with family, marriage stuff parenting stuff, uh, step-parenting challenges. But here's the thing, when you walk people through that, then you get to be the first one that gets the phone call. Those phone calls are the best. I got the job, we're pregnant, our offer was accepted. She said yes, like all of those phone calls. I mean, we have a front row seat to miracles. We have a front row seat to restoration. We have a front row seat to healing. We have literally seen people set free from like control and oppression and, and drugs and alcohol and all of the things. And serving this house, like, just transformed it into a home, you know? Like, we started owning it. Like, if there was trash in the in the lobby, like, you will see me. I will be one of the first people to pick it up. If there's a cone knocked down over at the parking section, I will go pick that up. And my kids will learn to do the same thing. But because we've served this house, our life has flourished. Because we've said, yes, our marriage has flourished. Our finances have flourished. Our calendar has flourished, right? Right. I mean, you're all laughing because it's true. I talk to people that are like newish and they're like, wow, we're so busy doing so many things. And I'm like, I know it's awesome because meetings are like parties and, and it's just, and, and because you do have a front row to seat to people's lives, you get to see people like transform and, and be there for all of the celebrations. It's just the best thing ever. Second Chronicles 15, seven says, be strong and do not give up for if you do your work will be rewarded. Remember the very first place I served was Kids Church. My kids are now a product of Kids Church. They received the gifts of the Holy Spirit in Kids Church. They have now been ever to been able to go back and lead and teach and serve in Kids Church. And they get, like, life-changing prophecies. Thank you, Pastor Sterling and Pastor Marissa, in kids' church and in youth. And I'm so, so grateful. But really, I shouldn't be surprised, right? I'm just reaping what I sowed. God is so beautiful. So good. I mean, when I met Charles, he was like, he was, he, <laughs> he, he does dress better now that I've met him. Yeah. But um, he grew up. In a fatherless home, and he had a lot of pain through through different stepfathers that came through and stuff, and he's always has said to me, like, I have this dream. I'm going to have a camp or a ranch or a farm or something where I'm going to be able to take young men, maybe some of them are fatherless like me, and I'm going to be able to restore them, and I'm going to help other men learn how to be fathers. What happened in this church? He got asked to be part of the 160-acre Awaken Ranch that we now own. He gets to be a part, I mean, he gets to be a part of the most epic, life changing, manliest, legacy transforming men's ministry in the world, right? How good is God? I, Pastor John did mention that we're, uh, it's an honor to come along with the piles and um, serve our young adults. And I'm telling you, if you're prime in here, it's biblical that you come along the next generation and and serve them and teach them all the things that you, you know, teach them what dating actually looks like in the healthy way to do that. Teach them how to have a good marriage, how to be a good parent you know, we are able to now walk some of them through financial situations because somebody here walked us through it. So now we are able to do that. And then guess what? There's 20-some-year-olds that shouldn't be buying houses in San Diego that are buying houses in San Diego because they said yes. We see miracle babies being born. We see marriages flourish. We see children and families flourish. We get to help someone that comes in that's looking for their spouse go, hmm, let's tweak a few things. So we can help you find a spouse that you're looking for. (laughs) It is just (laughs) the best life ever. Hebrews 6.10 says, God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love that you have shown him as you continue to help them. So we get to show God's love as we serve one another. So I would like to encourage you, live your life on purpose. Say yes to yourself. Say yes to the house of God and watch your life flourish. Amen. Amen. All right, get ready. We have the coach himself,
1: the pastor, Andre Johnson. You guys thought she was joking about the clipboard, right? I left my Justin Bieber folder at home. He didn't sign it for me. It was weird. I chased him. I mean, he's pretty fast for a white kid. Um, but first of all, let me thank Pastor and Leanne for giving me this platform. I know the things they had to walk through so we can run, and it's really important for us to honor that. Pastor John and Pastor Becky, thank you, especially Pastor Becky, for helping me put this message together because it would probably be really bad if she wasn't there. <laughs> and thank you, Pastor Shauna, my wife, for saying yes a long time ago. Still don't know what you were thinking, but thanks for sticking around. <laughs> now, School, sports, and church have always been a big part of my life. I played football. I was probably good at it because they paid me to play. <clears throat> I have three degrees, and I had two B's from seventh grade. So a lot of my report cards started with a four. Some of you guys might get that later. <laughs> and I learned really quickly that, hey, you know what? The serving thing's different, but most things they just want to take things from you. I came here, and that really changed. I'll talk about that more later. Shortly after we came to this church, Sean and I were, uh, I'm sorry, so first we came to San Diego, I was voluntold (laughs) to help coach football because they looked at me and said, oh, you can help us win. (laughs) You can make our kids better. You can be the mean guy while we get to talk nice to the parents at the banquet. That was my job. (laughs) I was actually called the mofo. Calm down, manager of football operations. I was a bad mofo. I got a lot done. So. I was really good at that, and I actually probably, I think on last count, I had about $6.3 million in scholarships that I got awarded to kids that played for me over the last 20 years. A lot of them are doing really well. So while we came to San Diego, we did the church hopping with Tessa and Charles. I think we might have been in the same carpool lanes hopping from church to church. We finally landed here, and they were actually invited us to serve. Big difference. They invited us to serve. Didn't really understand that at first. I was like, what do you? You want me to go for six Mondays during football season, Miss Monday Night Football, so you can tell me about your church that's in a gym? (laughs) Yeah, I'll sign up for that. What are you talking about, right? But guess what? This church is built on biblical principles. And I found out that in the Bible it says in Psalm 110.3, your people shall be volunteers in the day of your power. And I had to been to enough churches that know, wait a minute these guys are up to something. There's something different here. I got to go to this. We're going to have to just go and TiVo, sorry, back then, TiVo, TiVo the game. <laughs> now, Pastor Leanne at that time had prophesied over me and Shauna that we would be mothers and fathers to kids that weren't ours. I was like, wait, wait. <laughs> I got three giant kids at home. Our first two boys are both 12-pound babies, and they are both 200 pounds before they got into high school. They're 250 and 230 now as sophomores and seniors, so I don't need another mouth to feed, right? (laughs) Not at all. So we reluctantly went in, similar story, and went in there and was like, okay, here's what we're going to do to serve, but I do really quickly, Acts 2035 says it's better to give than it is to receive. So I went in there to give, and I was a little worried because um, I, I spanked my kids, I grew up with a black grandma that said, behavior only changes two ways, a smack to the mouth or the Holy Spirit, you choose the order, I don't care. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, And So when we went that way, we started immediately seeing the blessing that this house would go. So I'm gonna take you to my, my first point. One of my degrees is in economics. In economics and finance, you get really good at finding cost and value and separating those two things so you can grab the difference. That's what profit is, right? That's why I'm in the business, why I do what I do. If you bring $100,000 of value to me, I can't pay you 100000 what am I doing here? There's no point in me being in business. So I have to find that spread, that discount, and not pay you what you're worth. I can't, otherwise I can't be in business, right? There's no point in me being here. So the Bible said, you know what, we're not gonna do that. God said, listen, I'm gonna send Jesus and I'm gonna overpay for you. I want to pay the most expensive, rarest, purest substance that ever flowed in the universe, Jesus' blood. That's what I'm going to release. I want to pay for you and you and you. And yep, and even little Andre in the projects of Chicago, I'm going to overpay for him. Your family, my family, every one of your coworkers, he can't. So how can I, if I'm willing to go in the marketplace and fight for market share, fight for contracts, fight to build this kingdom, they're really just paying me money. You gave me your blood, wow. the most precious blood. How could I not honor that? Wow. How could I not want to be a part of that? How could I not want to be out there telling everybody I can, man, you got to come hear this story. you got to be here. Maybe it's the parking. Maybe you're in the kids' church. I don't know where you're going to be. But somehow, someway, I knew if I came and served, I was going to be a part of this story. Yeah. So it's really confusing to me and sometimes actually sad that Luke 10, too is real. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. I just, it just means I got to tell more people about this. That's the way I take it. It's like this is my, my, yours, personal challenge to make sure more people hear this story. More people hear the good news. More hear what we're after, what we're doing here, what God came to do, what Jesus came to do. Otherwise, we'll, ne- we'll never run out of workers. Never. The harvest is out there. We just got to go get it. Now, remember, the price that paid for you was high. So come out of that price and come serve. I moved Thank you. Now, my second and final point is the best version of you is revealed by serving because God's gifts are going to be unlocked in you. Now, I mentioned I've been in kids' church for, I think, 12 years now. We've been back there in kids' church, ministering to kids, talking to kids, counseling kids, coaching kids, pulling kids through. I get to watch now the Fuller's Girls that were <laughs> this big now running a kid's shirt service. I get to watch the Heinrich boys after I put them through kettlebell swings in the playground when nobody knew what a kettlebell was, just like this broken weight. They're like, that's I don't think I'm supposed to pick that up and yeah, ten more times. Go. We got, get the knee, bend your knees, bend your knees, bend your knees. Knee benders are winners. Right? So I, I realized when I came in there, it was a lot different back there. It's not babysitting. These kids need us and they to walk and I get to watch kids getting married. Kids having families, kids buying houses in San Diego that were teenagers and kids back then. And unfortunately, as good a coach as I was and as good a surrogate father I was on the field, I didn't have that impact on a lot of those kids that I coached. They got, a lot of the devil got some swipes at them. I get calls all the time. Hey, you're a pastor now, right? Can you call this person? Because they're going this way, they're going that way. And unfortunately, I have to reach back out to the community and put on my pastor hat and pull them back in. But that's part of the service, right? I don't see that with the kids I raised in Kids Church. I don't see that. Those guys are killing it out there. And um, somehow I got in the baby room. (laughs) Not sure. But somehow, okay, however you believe, kids fall asleep on me super easy. (laughs) I think I'm the original My Giant Chocolate pole. Or maybe they think I'm like this teddy bear that came to life to hold them. I, I, I don't know what it is, but they sleep. It's crazy. But here's what I know. I know because I've been that parent that's looking at the number when they're gonna call my number. When they're gonna call my number. When they're gonna call my number. When they're gonna. Call my number, they're gonna call my number. I can't get in the worship. I can't get in the word. I can't get filled up because I'm too busy watching the number for my kid to get called. So if I can release that parent to truly get ministered truly get filled up, truly have word, knowing that those kids are getting back there serve, that's easy. Now, normally I wouldn't say I'll be your teddy bear, because I won't. But for your kids, I'm, I'm ready for them. I'm back there. Okay? Now, what was really interesting for me is that this soak and serve concept, that's really what this comes down to, really like they put a word around it and said this is what it means to soak and serve. It means to come in here, get filled up, get the word, get the worship, get filled. So you're abundantly walking around. So it's easy to release it out there into the next place you're going to serve. So now guess what? You get to change places with that person. You soaked in this service, go serve in the next one. And then we trade spots and we soak and serve, soak and serve, soak and serve. That's the beauty of this. That's the model of this church. If you haven't figured it out, We'll get you. Don't worry. Don't worry. Because as soon as you get to that realization that, wait, there's things in me I didn't know about, and this is the price that was paid for me, it shouldn't be that hard to talk you into serving. If you're, if you're ready. Get filled up first. We'll fill you up. We've got plenty of resources to get you full, I promise. Now, I'm going to close with a gospel song. I need the worship team. Okay, I'm going to just sing. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going (laughs) to sing. I don't want you guys to run out of here in pain. That's for Emerge. (laughs) We'll leave that for later. Come out in April. You can leave in pain, I promise. Now, there's a song that says, I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody that can save anybody. Now I have a little bit of contention with the nobody thing because I know Peter 4.10 says, we all have gifts, we all have talents, we have have things, but that story, that message the heart of that song just beats hard within me. I know that I'm going to be out here doing what I can on, to win. That's what I do. I come to win. I coached or played on 13 championship teams. I know how to win. I'm inviting you to come serve so you can win too. Come on. <laughs> Let me bring up Pastor Jenny.
2: Oh my goodness. Wow. Mind-blowing. Thank you, Pastor Tessa, Pastor Andre. Oh my goodness. Hello, beautiful awakened family. Oh my gosh. So if you guys want to know, I had to go last because I lost the arm wrestling match between these two, and I almost had Andre, you guys. like was this close, but now I have to go after those legends, so Lord help me. And I'm going to start by honoring our pastors, John and Becky and pastors Jurgen and Leanne just want to thank you. I mean what do I say? Thank you for your hearts for people. thank you for um, just being the leaders that we need right now with courage and boldness and you know you guys are just leading the charge and we are we do have the best pastors in the world like if anybody didn't know that, I'm telling you. Incredible. So a little bit about me. I have now been at Awaken Church for 10 years now, so I feel like I've really grown up in this place. And during hero season, I'm better known as Jesus's wife because my husband, Morgan, has been playing Jesus for the past six years in Hero the Rock musical. And we are also pastors here, which is amazing. And we also lead our Awaken recovery ministry. And I think I've like served on almost every team possible here, um, except for the worship team. They've never been so desperate to need me. So (laughs) praise the Lord for that. So going to get into it. I'm going to talk to you about three ways that serving has really impacted my life. And I'm telling you guys in my pre-serving days, if I heard a pastor coming up and talking about this, I would like get super uncomfortable and I would totally tune out. So I'll Go through that process. Um, I had a season where serving was actually like a, a kind of a painful time for me, and God had to work out some stuff in my heart. And lastly, I'm going to end on an awesome note where really God has really restored me, and it, a lot of it has come through serving. It's been a really healing and rest, uh, a place of restoration. So I'm going to bring it all to the table. So let's go. Uh, <laughs> So, my first point is if you want to be known and be connected to God's purpose in your life, then get on a team. So, before starting Awaken, I was at two previous churches, you know, in the carpool lanes with these guys. And I, well, I'll tell you my my serving experience. It was zero. And you know what my relationship with those churches were? Let's see. I would roll in late every Sunday. If one of the, if I knew, like, the main pastor wasn't there, then I wasn't going to show up. I mean, um, I would maybe, if they were lucky, throw in like a dollar or two into the offering bucket if they were lucky. Uh, I would never invite anybody to church. You know, I was living totally one foot in, one foot out, and I really felt like my past had, you know, excluded me from serving in the house of God, and I had a lot of wrong mindsets and a lot of shame still in my, in my heart. So uh, then came Awaken Church. It, it, uh, well, you guys stepped into my life. And actually, I stepped into Carmel Valley, Mid- Mid- uh, Carmel Valley Middle School 10 years ago, and everything changed for me. I mean, I in probably a month, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not am only excited about serving, like how many teams can I actually get on? And I just wanted to be a part of what we were doing. I mean, there's just so much excitement and momentum and I just knew I needed to be a part of it. So I really felt seen. I felt known for the first time. And people would notice if I wasn't there. And it was such a different experience. And I got connected to a purpose and, you know, really, like, felt like I was, um, you know, doing something outside Of myself. And I'd say that I went from like a lukewarm Christian to an on fire Christian, and that was one of the keys. So it's been an incredible journey. So, my second point is that serving will be a place of personal growth, whether you like it or not. And (laughs) so, It's going to look different for every single person, whatever God's going to work out in you. But I'm going to specifically talk to the moms out there. So, mamas, give me a raise of your hand. Hey! So, um, Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. So, my involvement in serving when I was single looked really different. And I think I was about three or four years um, going to this church before I got married. So I had involvement in everything. I was constantly busy. I was you know, serving in every place. I just had a lot more time on my hands, right? So when I got married and our kids came along, well, let's say we got pregnant six weeks after we got married. <laughs> and we had two kids um, within like 20 months apart. So you could say we're overachievers in that area. <laughs> And I really had to shift from being like on the front lines to being really behind the scenes. And with that, I really felt my contribution to the kingdom became insignificant, and therefore I was insignificant. And I just felt like I was tagging along to my husband, who was doing all these amazing things for God, and I was just at home changing diapers and playing peekaboo with my kids, you know, and... To be honest, like resentment started to creep in and I started to compare myself to my husband's calling and then to other moms out there who I thought just had it all together. And as I was busy looking at other people's lives, you know, I started, I was actually missing out in the joy that was in my arms and so, What I didn't realize at the time was that I was actually doing the most important work of the kingdom, which is raising kingdom warriors and the future generation of Christ followers. Amen. And so telling you guys, mamas, I just want you to know that you are seen that you are, all of the sacrifice that you're doing in the secret place God sees, all of those tears that you wipe away, all of the fights that you break up, all of the um, diapers that you change, all of the um, discipline that you have to do again and again and again and again. So um, I, I want to just tell you, you guys are doing holy work for the Lord. And your contribution is really can't be measured. You are actually changing future generations. So I just want to encourage you moms, you guys are known and you guys are seen. So as God had to work out that spirit of performance and that spirit of comparison in me, I finally got the deep revelation inside that my value does not come from all these things that I was doing, but in who I am in Jesus Christ. So that was something that was like a life-changing revelation. And I know I would not be here right now talking to you guys if I had not had that revelation and be in the roles that I carry today. So let God work out these things in you. And I promise it will like change your lives. And so lastly, I'm going to talk about the way serving has been a place of redemption in my life. And so to share like a personal you know snippets of my testimony i come from a long line of addiction in my family and both of my parents were drug addicts and from when i was a, a really at a really young age and uh, my father has like an incredible testimony of being set free from meth addiction 25 years ago so it's a whole other story but so incredible credible but my mom continued to struggle with addiction all the way up until she passed away um, from cancer um, about almost two years ago in May. So, you know, addiction really robbed me of a mother, and it really stole her life here on Earth. And when she died, I was obviously very grieved and I was devastated and I just had this righteous anger at the enemy for what he does, what I see every day of what he does through the power of addiction, you know? And I just, I was like, I just want to kick the devil in the face. And I was like, so I was like, what do I do with this, you know? But as I was praying one day, like, God is so good. He just gave me this revelation and this vision, and He showed me that my mom actually had this calling on her life, this mantle on her life of healing people of setting people free and that she never got to step into it because of the chains that were around her but that he was going to be passing that mantle onto me and so uh, thank you <laughs> thank you uh, Thank you. And just two months later is when Awaken Recovery was birthed. And we get to be on the front lines of seeing people restored, delivered, and set free from the power of addiction. And the stories that I could tell you, oh my goodness. God is so good, and so my life is a literal testimony of Genesis 50, 20, God's promise that says, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is being done, the saving of many lives. And so, yes, and so I'm telling you guys, there's been nothing more fulfilling and rewarding in my life than serving in the house of God. And for anybody here, how do you know what your mantle is that you carry unless you actually step out and serve? This is your opportunity to see God restore you and help you restore other people. And so uh, my prayer is that you are moved today, that you are inspired today to go get on a team and start saving and see God move in your lives. So, all right, I'm done. So thank you guys. God bless you guys. So.
3: Come on, let's give it up for our preacher. Say, Sandy, we're gonna end just a minute. Man, this is like one of my favorite services of all time. (laughs) That was so amazing. Thank you guys for sharing your testimony. Thank you for living the lives that you've lived. And the Bible says, We've freely received, freely give, and that's what you guys have have all done. You've come in, you've received, and you've freely given. And um, I truly believe the scripture that Andre uh, quoted that said, My people shall be volunteers in the day of my power. And I don't think we can see the full power of God unless we step into serving, uh, in our lives. But when we step into that, you're going to see the power of God changing lives and, 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 you know, giving people their futures and their destinies, their assignments and, you know, celebrating and crying and, um, all the things that, that God does in our lives. It's amazing, but it comes through when we, when we serve. And, uh, I want to pray for you right now. So we can all just stay standing, just close your eyes where you are. And, um. There may be some people here that didn't realize that Jesus paid this ultimate price for you and uh, that his ultimate goal is for you to walk with him uh, in the kingdom of God and basically help others receive what he's gonna do in your life. So if you're here today and you've never asked Jesus in your life, or maybe you're here today and you one time did, but you've kinda taken your life back and now you're far from him and you just need a fresh start, today's your day. So if you're one of those two people, you've never invited Christ into your life or uh, today you want to rededicate and get a fresh start, will you just lift your hands so I can pray for you? Is there anybody like that this morning? Anybody like that here today? Let me pray for you this morning. God bless you. Thank you. I see that hand over here to my right. Thank you. Is there anybody else? Is there anybody else? Let me pray for you this morning. amen amen thank you God bless you God bless you God bless you thank you with every eye closed and head bowed why don't everybody repeat these words after me say dear heavenly father I thank you for sending Jesus to die on a cross for my sins Lord Jesus today I invite you into my life and I ask for a fresh start and I thank you for forgiving me from all of my sins. Today I declare that I am saved, that heaven is my home, and God is my Father. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we
0: do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.